If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello and welcome to SideQuest. DCP SideQuest, episode number 38. It's Monday once again. Crazy Monday, how it's always Monday, Monday. right? <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> it's a little inconvenient for me, I'll be honest. Mondays oh, are inconvenient sorry, for everybody. <laughs> it's universally yeah, the most really inconvenient it's day. It's still Monday. Sunday, so. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> like, things open, like the DMV, you know, uh, I guess the IRS office. Yeah, IRS like. office. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to DCP SideQuest. Today we're going to talk Monday about edition. taxes and how you can appropriately list your expenses as a content creator. Taxes and then how to evade them without paying any consequences. <laughs> Did you guys actually know that, say, if you gift subs to your community, you, you can claim that, that on your taxes? Yeah. Really? That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's seen as marketing. Oh, Same with giveaways. Marketing. Yeah. Apparently, I can also claim my sub to you guys because I'm networking. Wait, you don't already hmm. do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. My <laughs> friend Tefty, every time I resub, he's like, oh, Watts, go check out her channel. And that's me just networking. Boom. So. Marketing and networking. <laughs> marketing and networking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some news today. Um, should we did. kick it off with the Xbox stuff? They're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, the Cyberpunk. Specs. Yes. Oh, you specs. want to talk about Cyberpunk or Specs? No, you know, let's go straight to Specs. Specs are we or talking sexy, about Cybersex right? or Specs? Cybersex Specs. <laughs> <laughs> let's have it, bro. So Microsoft revealed some Xbox Series X Specs or Xbox 4. X Specs. Got it. I'm already confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing's going to have 12 teraflops of uh, power. Oh, teraflops. No idea what that means. Variable rate shading. Oh, God. hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing, which actually is pretty interesting. Yeah, that is actually that pretty is, cool. Yeah. Quick resumes for multiple games and smart delivery. What smart the hell is delivery. That? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> smart delivery. Smart delivery. <laughs> um, you know, twelve teraflops of uh, you know graphical prowess is pretty good. I think. What was the Xbox One X? Mm, like 1.2 or 1.5 or something like that? Oh, the uh, X? My bad. I think that's six. Six. So about double the power uh, of the current Xbox One X, which is the most c powerful yeah. console out there right now. Uh, I'm probably incorrect uh, on that number, just let you know. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Just feel free to assume <laughs> I'm completely incorrect. <laughs> um. You know, it's yeah. it's basically it's going to be essentially the power of like a mid-range current graphics card. 
Right. So like um, a twenty sixty RTX twenty sixty. Yeah, uh, with the but it's got an advantage that it is a console, mm-hmm. and people who program for it are programming for one thing, right? So, you know, normally if you have a PC and a console that are roughly the same power, the console can actually look a lot better because you know people are programming directly for that. They're using every trick in the book, or they they have every trick in the book of yeah. Optimization is a big deal. Yep. Um, which is, you know, it's it's interesting. This is going to be a really powerful console. I'm really concerned about what it's going to cost because I think that has a big impact on how successful it will be, especially at launch. But I think mm-hmm. Microsoft is probably pretty aware of that based on what happened last generation with their $600 launch price. I actually think, if anything, Xbox is probably in a better position than PlayStation to actually bump the price down quite a lot. I think they can, especially with the Game Pass, and everything else that they have going on, but especially the Game Pass, um, I think they have a little bit more liberty to maybe make a bit of a even a bit of a loss on the console and still mm-hmm. make money. That's yeah. a good point because they got the increase, they got the monthly service revenue, right? Yeah. Whereas Sony has that too, uh, but they have it to a lesser extent. It seems they like. do. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like it's, for example, I might not get an Xbox, but I do still have Game Pass on my PC. So yeah. they still have money from probably a lot of people who are just PC gamers. Yeah. yeah. Historically, the subscription model ends up being the biggest kind of cash cow, really. Because, I mean, look yep. at Netflix. Netflix is built around a subscription model and is like the majority of the internet <laughs> in terms of data <laughs> that's being sent around. So, yeah. Yeah. and they have tons and tons of money to throw around for productions and all that. So, if Microsoft doubles down on the subscription model, then it feels like they can afford to take a loss on those hardware sales. Right. It's also not like the sole money-making pillar of the of Microsoft as a company, mm-hmm. whereas the PlayStation is that for Sony. Right. You know, Sony is very dependent on the PlayStation being a success because it is their biggest profit maker by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And they also make some really nice cameras. Well, can it you a 6400? They do. <laughs> they do. They make really nice stuff. I mean, it's not that their other stuff isn't nice. It's just that, I, you know, back in like the 90s, it was the best stuff, right? It's like right. If, you, if you went to the store to buy a VCR or a TV. CD player, DVD. If you could afford it, you know, you went with Sony. Yeah. Yeah. If you could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Which <it's>... I could not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely different nowadays, for sure. Um yeah, yeah. The, the the whole like I was saying on the pre-show we uh, about how like we're in that weird. It's like a gaming leap year every time this happens. You know where yeah. it's the it's the same. The year's the same, but it's different because we have all these companies that are like they've built stuff for the current gen hardware, and then a whole bunch of companies that have built stuff for the next gen hardware, but can't really talk about it because they can't encroach on when they reveal certain things about the next gen consoles and all that crap that goes along with it so there's like this huge waiting like void between when we're finally going to get our hands on these new consoles and then all these companies can start talking and revealing and all that or feel like we have like momentum on the next gen yeah you know it was funny when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One came out, I didn't really feel like we needed a, a, a generation of consoles. Like, I was excited, but I wasn't, like, sitting there playing my 360 games and my PS3 games thinking, oh, man, like, I'm dying to get new consoles. Even though the life cycle on that generation was actually pretty long. Mm-hmm. 
But this time around, I am dying to get new consoles. <laughs> like, I think yeah. the PlayStation and the Xbox weren't as powerful as I want them to be at launch. Like, there wasn't that big a difference between the 360 and the PS3. There's really kind of been a big switch as well. I think more and more people are playing games on PC yeah. than ever. So now it's kind of become the standard of, you know, 60 FPS and the field of view change and all of that. So when we're looking at our consoles where not every game is delivering that, it's like, huh, well, <laughs> kind of want a console that can do that. It's, yeah. It's really I, I, I feel like the PC market from 2010 to 2020 has exploded. And yeah. that's been a huge driving factor for what consoles can do and what mm-hmm. uh, what the market kind of assumes consoles is going to be able to to do. Yeah. And I, I like for Destiny, I, I want that parody. I want Destiny console oh. to feel closer to PC Destiny. Uh, I think it will. I, I mean, I think if they're not targeting 60 FPS on the next generation and like a wider field of view, then something's weird <laughs> you know something's a little funky 8k yeah. <laughs> uh, just as an explanation for variable variable rate shading this is actually pretty interesting is this comes tr- specifically from microsoft rather than spending gpu cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen uh, developers can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects this technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolutions with no impact on the final image quality. Wow. Oh. So like that's the kind of stuff that developers can take advantage of because they know it's on the Xbox. Whereas if you're developing on PC, you know, what graphics card is it going to be? It could be one of, you know, 100 graphics cards. It could be one of 40 different CPUs. You know, like mm-hmm. that's the kind of nice thing about developing on a, on a console is that wow. – Right off the bat, I do expect games on these new consoles to look as good as they do on PC. You know, I have to jump. Not, oh, maybe a, two, a year or two in anyway. Yeah, well, it's again, if it's like a 2060, RTX 2060 in terms of graphics power. Yeah. Or Like day one, you're going to get a lot of ports, I'm sure. It's like, sure. well, you know, here's here's Uncharted 4 for the PS5. It's now higher, you know, higher, plays in 4K. I think actually that played in 4K anyway. Or 4K 60 now, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. That technology of optimizing the shaders is really fascinating. I wonder that's if, really cool. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's in PC right now, or if they have the technology mm-hmm. to be able to create those pipelines to, to essentially have AI that understands what is the most important to render in the scene for optimizations. But that could like, that could give a huge amount of boost and also a kind of a lifeline extension for the hardware beyond um, beyond the usual two three years of well now it's getting kind of old. And kind yeah. of outdated, they, you know? they also have um, they're partnering with TV manufacturers to enable auto low latency mode on TVs oh, and variable wow. rate refresh rate. So that the Xbox One, the Xbox Four, Xbox Series X <laughs> is going to support 8K and 120 <laughs> frames per second, right? So and they're working with TV manufacturers to for low latency and variable refresh rate. We've already seen some of the fruits of that labor coming out. Um, I know LG currently has a very nice TV that supports 120 FPS mm-hmm. yep. in variable uh, refresh rates. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Makes that this helps. console generation really exciting. Right. Like, how are these things going to perform when they come out? I'm really excited to see. Yeah. And that that's why I feel like this year is a leap year of strangeness for gaming. Where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want these consoles, but these consoles aren't coming out until 
holiday time. Right at the end. Right? Right. Probably so November, we, you would think. Yeah. So we have all this this time. There's some great releases coming out this year. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we need to get over this hurdle of, do. of current gen into the next gen. That's another advantage, I feel, of the Xbox is got in its bag though is that you know they are doing this like backward compatibility thing where they actually like are bringing games forward and watch you're just saying that cyberpunk has actually yes. come out and said that if you buy the game for the current generation console you will get a version for the next generation as well if you buy it on xbox they haven't said anything about playstation right yeah. right it'll work that's it great upgrade <laughs> for the next next uh next yeah gen, or the x they're basically they're just giving away a free game basically <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I wonder if that's how it's going to work or if that, like, if you buy a game on Xbox, you own it on Xbox, right? So, it doesn't matter which Xbox you own. Mactani and Chad just saying it. that that smart delivery is what they're calling the oh, okay. buy once, you have it on these other platforms, or it's it works on these other platforms, but, like, in different versions. So that's great. We saw that with uh, Red Dead redemption right that was where if you owned the 360 version it automatically got you automatically got it for the xbox one but with 4k visuals oh right when they did the the upgrade thing yeah yeah which is awesome yeah that is awesome for sure yeah i it's one of those things where it's kind of strange to think that we haven't been just having a license to play the game on whatever version (laughs) it exists on right Oh, the way it works on PlayStation is super messy. It's like if I if you own the disc, like if you own the PlayStation One version of let's say Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a really popular PlayStation One game, right? You can't. I don't believe you can just slide that into your PS4, right? You have to go into the PlayStation Store and buy a digital copy of that game and play that. Hmm. I'm unfamiliar. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works. I'm not sure. Because like some of the PlayStations have been backward compatible, and some of them haven't been. And sometimes, even in a generation, like the PlayStation 3, when it first launched, it was compa- backward compatible with the PlayStation 2. Hard- oh, okay. They right. like had the PlayStation 2 hardware in it. And then, well, this is awfully expensive, so we're going to pull that out, and we're going to software emulate. Uh, no, we're just not going to do it anymore at all. So depending on when you bought your PlayStation 3, you may or may not be able to play PlayStation, PlayStation 2 discs. That is silly. Yeah. it's And confusing. <laughs> and confusing, yeah. yeah. For the consumer, it's super confusing because, you know, it's nice to be able to play games in your old library. Right. You know, especially a game like Symphony of the Night, which is like a all-time great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's nice that this is coming. At least Xbox. Hopefully, PlayStation also says some stuff about that. How they want to make that a reality. I d- do you think PlayStation's going to do that? Be like, hey, if you bought I think it from it's PS4, definitely going to be compatible with PS4 because I think it's now that they've kind of switched to this hardware that it more resembles a PC. It's much easier to emulate. But do you think than, if you buy like the, the PS4 cell processor or the emotion engine, you know, if you think you buy the PS4 version of Cyberpunk, do you think they're going to do the same type of thing? Will they allow it to be mm. the PS5 version when you buy a PS5? I don't know. I don't I know. Don't and know. I wouldn't assume that you can unless Sony or, you know, the fact that CD Projekt Red specified that you could do it on the Xbox, maybe they're calling out Sony kind of backhanded. Being like, hey, a little bit. 
why don't you want to have this license transfer? This really yeah. does kind of put Sony in a corner, right? Of like, hey, Xbox is having Play Anywhere with this Game Pass. There's the buy anything and play it on whatever. It's yeah, really kind of pushing Sony into going more consumer friendly. But Sony's right? not in a position that they can offer some of these services. No. Right? Like, if they offer a service like this for, like, um, the Game Pass where you can play games, Sony games on a PC, like, they need a launcher, the Sony launcher. Hmm. But they're, you know, they're not Microsoft. <laughs> they don't make the operating system. They're, they're not. not making money on that. They're not making money on, you know, PC nope. sales. They're just losing money on PlayStation sales. True. Yep. So do you think they're banking uh, but, on the fact that people are going to buy multiple copies? Maybe. I've done it in the past, haven't you? Yeah. You know, I've <laughs> like I remember buying Call of Duty games twice, one for the 360 and one for the PlayStation or Yeah. I'll be honest, it does kind of seem like a Sony thing to be like, well, you could buy it here and then you could buy it again right here because <laughs> you want to buy games, right? It's the same yeah, game totally. multiple times. It does sound like a PlayStation thing. It sounds like a PlayStation thing. Yeah. And like ultimately, because our first party exclusives are so damn good, I'm definitely buying a PlayStation, right? Like I know I am because yeah, the know, games. The, yeah, the games are so yeah, good, they're, right? They're so good, so good. Another Bloodborne's gonna come out. I'm gonna be like, well, guys, guess where I'm going? Elden Ring is that gonna be oh. PlayStation only? Maybe. Oh, I hope not. It's, but if, it's a from. If I'm buying game. a multi-platform <laughs> game, I'm definitely looking at the Xbox more now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like if I'm choosing between the two and the next, let's say the next, uh, I don't know, what's a big third-party game? I'm blanking. <laughs> let's say the next Destiny. <laughs> yeah, let's say the next Destiny comes out. Like right now, I'm like, I'd rather go Xbox, you know? Destiny's kind of a bad example because it's an online-only game. Sure. I think it, the next uh, Resident maybe? Evil. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil is a good yeah. example. I think it comes down to if you have access to a, a beefy PC, then obviously the good complement to that is going to be a PlayStation. But if you just want a solid next-gen piece of hardware that can do... I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think yeah. if I have a beefy PC, an Xbox makes it an excellent companion because I play for the Xbox Game Pass and I'm getting games for both systems now. But you can play all those games on the PC. I could, but I can't, you know, in the living room, I I might want to play the same game and even use the same save. That's true. I guess it's more of a unique, well, maybe not unique, actually. Maybe it's just a different angle of the same problem. You know, there's been so many times where I'm like wanting to play Monster Hunter, right? And I'm like, I would love to be able to play Monster Hunter on my PC and then go into the living room, same save, not have to do any like cross switching, upload into cloud, downloading to play it in the living room. Yeah. So many times I've wanted to do that. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And I can't. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Or I can. I just have, well, not the PC. It's different safety. Yeah. <laughs> but I can play in the office on my PlayStation and play on the 
living room PlayStation, but I have to upload to the cloud and download, and it's a whole schmackle. Can't yeah. just turn my PlayStation on. With several Game Pass games, you can play your save on your PC and your Xbox. Like same yeah. save. Yeah, that's nice. which is that's magic as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be it is. standardization. Yeah, it needs to be in all games, man. Oh, it's just so exciting that we're living in a world where that might actually just be the standard very soon yeah. that you can just play anywhere and with no having to download and upload and all that stuff. I'm really hoping. I'm hoping that's something hoping. that they're like, guess what? For the next gen, we've been talking and we thought it'd be awesome if everybody could play wherever they want because that'd be dope. Yeah, with whoever they want. <laughs> yeah. No matter what they bought, you know? Yeah. I hope it's it like, you know... We don't want to seem anti-consumers, so we're going to be totally cool and give you all these cool options, man. <laughs> I wonder sometimes, though, you know, like Phil Spencer is out there just saying everything right, right? Like, he is, like, gamer hero number one for, like, the last three or four years. Like, every time he talks, he's making people happy, it seems like. You know, like, <laughs> we want cross-play, we want this, we want that, we want, you know, we're, we're putting all, yeah. investing all this money in first party, we're doing all this stuff. Like, every time he... The man can say no wrong. Yeah. What happens when Microsoft becomes the leader, like they were in the 360 generation? Like, what? Mm. What? What if Microsoft just blows Sony out of the water? Does their attitude change, or is it, <laughs> is this the attitude of a like of a you know like a, a second place? <laughs> I hope it's a matured attitude, because. I feel like Windows went through the same thing for a while. Mm. You know, Windows had a lot of oh, yikes on some of those operating systems. And now Xbox Windows. Xbox Live on PC? <laughs> <laughs> Windows 10 now is a really nice operating system. It's, it's nice. Sure is. You know, and it, they, I, I feel like their market share is huge. And I don't really think of the, the argument between Apple versus Windows the same as it was like 10 years ago. So hopefully, hopefully they matured beyond that, and they're just looking to make a great platform for gamers. And and Phil maintains that, or whoever his successor is maintains that as well. Yeah. And it's a good point that they have specifically said that Xbox and Nintendo and Sony, like they're not Xbox, isn't competing with Sony and Nintendo. They're competing with Steam, right? Yeah. And so Stadia. Yeah. So maybe they're yeah. going to keep this going Stadia. because that's. That's their competition. That's where they're going after. Yeah, yeah. I said this in the pre-show, but I just got charged nine ninety nine for a, another month of Stadia. I forgot to cancel it after my three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Has there been any new games put on Stadia since that three months? Uh, I think so, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, very little actually. There had been nothing for three months, and then I think it was like two weeks ago they just added like a game, one game. Did they add Borderlands, or am I crazy? Uh, maybe. Maybe I should look that up. Stadia new games. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. That's honestly. Let's find out. Uh, but back to back to Microsoft and Xbox. I mean, they've I, they've they've said that they're not really trying to compete against the console market specifically anymore. Right. They're trying to become the platform, the de facto platform, no matter what you play on. And that's yeah, that's exciting because Steam hasn't had legit competition for forever, right? 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's hilarious that Valve initially went to Microsoft to try and set this up in the first place, Steam up in the first place, and Microsoft was like, <laughs> we got this Xbox Live thing that we are pretty sure is awesome. <laughs> they did a Google to Yahoo thing. Like, you want to buy our search engine technology? Nah, we're good. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Steam has, has definitely been the leader, but you know, they've got more competition than ever, right? It's like, it seems like everybody's opening up a new front end on PC. Yeah. And, you know, Epic's out there buying exclusive, which, you know, of course, gamers are really pissed about. But to be honest, like, when I really reach into my feelings about this, like the whole Epic store situation, like, I want there to be competition. I don't want Steam to be the only person yeah. out there. Same. Because they could just, they could do whatever the fuck they want. And we just, you know, I feel like we just saw a, a huge update to Steam. That really updated Steam. And would we have seen that if Epic wasn't out there, you know, causing a ruckus? I don't know. You know, but yeah, competition is always good for consumers. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how I look at it. Uh, that's my biggest concern about if Xbox really runs away with the console stuff. It's like, what happens to Sony? <laughs> like, like, please don't give up, Sony. Please don't give up. Oh my god. Sony pulls a Sega and just like drops out. Like, is that oh, is that a possibility? Sony starts releasing their games on the Xbox. Oh <laughs> man. Imagine. That's never happened. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting to theory theorize about it. I mean, PlayStation 5 is obviously gonna be successful because of people's interest in the exclusives and what they want to get yeah. but it, the the question is the post three-year launch window how is that going to evolve and how is yeah. the play anywhere stuff really going to take over the market because you know we're, we're coming, i think we're it's a lot to assume a, that I, I think it's a lot to assume that playstation th- 4 is or playstation 5 is going to be successful right out the gate i mean playstation 2 was the biggest gaming console ever and the playstation 3 f- fell on our face out of the gate yeah, but it's been seven years, right? It's been seven I'm years. Just gonna, I'm just going to agree, probably. It's, it's like, like more than that. It's like seven or eight years since PS4 came out. So yeah, people are in need of the next iteration. Also, I think the right. markets have changed dramatically from where it was in the past. Gaming is at a different level. Gaming is a lot more widespread today than it was back then. Right. So... Interesting. Know, it is interesting. Then. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but what you're saying, Duffy? Uh, I think I was <laughs> making a comment also about how like the market was different back 2010 with the consoles versus today, and yeah. how that's how that's that stuff has changed dramatically, and it's going to change. Like we we we're looking at an old style model from the past, and I think yeah. that's going to change drastically over the next five years in how console yeah. gaming is and how how we ingest the games and all that. Yeah, like how long are we gonna still get physical releases? Like how how long are we still gonna be going to Best Buy or exactly or GameStop to buy physical releases for it? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure that that time is limited on that, or you know, at least the standard version. Like they're gonna do special editions, obviously, and collector's yeah. editions. Those are gonna continue happening, but for the most part, the majority of the games on Steam never see a physical release unless it is a special edition. Well, they still do. They do phys- They do special editions that don't have physical copies of the game. Oh, yeah. Actually, I mean collector's edition. That's actually what I meant. But yeah, exactly. So that that whole side of it is changing. 
Or, and this is really bullshit, because they do this a lot on the Switch, is you get the game cartridge, but you have to have the internet to connect it to, to connect and actually download most of the game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's horrific if you think about it. Because like you want to play that game in 10 years. No can do, oh, man. No can do because you know, Capcom only wanted to buy a four, you know, gigabyte cartridge instead of a 32 gigabyte. So they said, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll put the first level on the cartridge, but you got to download the rest of the game once from the internet once you once you put it in your switch. Well, I hope they don't fully go away because I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't have the best internet who are like, you know what? I want to play and purchase the game today, please. True, right. <laughs> but you know what? Exactly. That's a problem that's only existing for a certain amount of time until that it's solved worldwide. You know, like 10 I years from that. now, there could be a worldwide network that's or 20 years. I'll believe that shit when I see it because <laughs> I'm still paying AT&T for fucking horrific service. Yeah, that's AT&T. I pay 80 bucks yeah. for a gig internet. It's amazing. I pay I pay 180 bucks for fucking terrible internet in my house. <laughs> you know like, like they're they're getting fed money from their consumers. The government pays them money to upgrade the infrastructure. They pocket that money and walk out and buy fucking Ferraris. They're they're out there enjoying Ferrari Friday while I'm sitting here with shitty internet. Enjoy your 20 down and up. <laughs> 20 down, two up. Yep. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I'll believe well, it when I see it. Hopefully PS4 specs start coming out or they start like talking about it officially. I know there's some specs out there already, but I want to see official PS4 things. Yeah, when do you think their big announcement's going to be? I don't know. Hopefully soon. I would think in March. Yeah. March seems right to me, right? It's before E3. They're obviously not not going to like try and do like the big E3 thing. So that's what they did for the PlayStation 4, right? Is they they got out there in like March, April, did like was a it? big reveal event. Remember. This was like 8 years PS4. ago. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming was different, man. Making money on YouTube was still like you know tough to to happen, <laughs> get true. monetized and all that. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that different though. I mean, it, we're in the same situation. We we had the PS3, we had the Xbox 360, and you know we're waiting for the next gen. And like they're kind of they're drip feeding out information. Yeah. I want to know a price. Exactly. Price. Yeah. Specs and, and the price. The official specs, official price, and the date. I just want the price. What do you think? Can they release a console at $500? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Yeah, I'd say so. How about $600? Mm, $600's pushing it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like $500 yeah. is the cap, the ceiling of where things, where people are going to be like, uh, it, also kind of depends on if there's going to be a bunch of finance options directly from these guys. You know, if they're going to mm. start going down that road. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Microsoft is doing that now. Pretty fair price, too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I $600 for a game. Although, you spend $1,000 on a phone now, so you want your console to be more powerful than your phone, right? So you think. <laughs> 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 oh, that augmented reality is so good on my phone. My God. 
<laughs> yeah, from what I've seen, I think most people are totally fine with 500. 550, they could maybe do 600. They're probably not going to jump right away. Yeah. It and starts- this is something that I'm going to put thousands of hours into, you know? like. Yeah, but it starts I don't know. putting it into a, um, a different purchase category. Like, yeah. I feel like 500 is right at the ceiling of the okay for entertainment for the a majority yeah. of people. And then after that, it's like, well... This is something I need, I need to, to save for for many months and really think about. Yeah, Put it like, in my budget. It's aspirational. <laughs> the fridge is about to break down. Should I spend the money on the fridge or the new console? Hmm. You don't need mm. cold food. You, you heat it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it's also... <laughs> especially now with PC gaming being so popular and a lot of people seem to find that it's a lot easier to get into than before because it was very intimidating yeah. before as well. You're then reaching a price point of, well, I'll just make a PC. Yeah. So you can't... Yeah, yeah that is the other That is a good it. point. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm if I'm looking at $600 for a console, like, how, how much different is that than a PC? Like, can I get a PC for $600? The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How good of a PC like, for 600 Okay. Pretty good. Huh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I haven't looked at Let me tell like you guys about some stuff. It, the bottom tier budget stuff is fun because you're now into a situation where you are optimizing your game for your PC. Whereas. If you're at top end stuff, you just hit ultra in the settings and forget about settings mm-hmm. and just start playing. Yeah. Once you are a little less hardware wise, you start like, okay, try linear by filtering. What what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Do I need to be running it? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> let me try it with. Let me try it without. Yep. Are you change something? You, you well, switch fiddling. that one little button. You go in the game. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Awful, eight bit goes to pixels. I got seven frames per second. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm, can I play this game in seven frames hmm. per second? It looks great. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's fun as a tinkerer, but if you just want to play the game and forget about the hardware, definitely consoles are easier. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, they are. Let me guys tell you guys about something I've been into lately. Uh oh. I've been doing a lot of research on this thing called a Mister. It's spelled capital M, little I, <laughs> capital S, capital T, little E, little R. Did you okay, find so, this on Craigslist? Uh, I mean, that would be a good place to find it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Etsy, you know, uh, you can find like um Get yourself a mister? Okay, so what this thing is, this thing is really interesting. So this is a anal- um, analog. This is a FPGA board, right, that you can buy and basically homebrew yourself a little emulation machine. But it's not software emulation, like when you buy like a Hyperkin Retron 5 or if you emulate, you know, um, NES or SNES games on your computer. This is much like the analog offerings, the the company analog. Mm -hmm. This is hardware that is programmed to act like the hardware of an NES or a Super Nintendo or a Genesis or a Sega CD, right? Interesting. Um, what you do, and this is kind of like a this is a build your own kind of thing. So this is very tinkery, right? This is this is not like a console. Absolutely. <laughs> Whereas you have to you have to do a little research. You have to buy uh, the correct board. You have to buy the correct kind of memory. 
input output. You have to buy the input output board. Like, do I want oh. HDMI? Do I want RGB out? Do I want component out? Like, how am I displaying this? What am I plugging into this? Am I going to be using <laughs> USB controllers? Do I want to use a, a real SNES controller? Like, how am I going to do this? So you got to put all these parts together to fit your needs. But what you end up with is a machine that hardware emulates other consoles. And there are a ton of cores available. The cores are what they, the actual like programs. Program cores. Yeah. The hardware cores. Yeah. Like it's, the language it, for this stuff it's like is firmware. really confusing. Sure. <laughs> but you're actually, what you're doing is you're actually like, you're emulating. So for instance, to explain this a little bit better, to emulate the Neo Geo, they actually used a laser and they sliced the chips like, like by like little tiny little layers so they could actually map out how the chips were made because SNEK, when they made the Neo Geo, made custom chips mm. for that. So it's not like you could buy them off the shelf and like just copy them. So to emulate the hardware with the Mister, they had to like use X rays and lasers to actually like slice these things apart and and map them out piece by piece. But what you're left with is a near duplicate of the hardware programmed on this FPGA, this field programmable grid array, I think is what the hmm. thing wow. is. This is fascinating. And then you can download, so you, you download the software, you put it on this thing that you just built. And apparently putting it together is not that difficult. You know, it's, it's less complicated than putting together a PC. Mm-hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you, you, you go, you get the software, you download the software. It comes with an updater on it. So you connect it, the thing itself to a, to the internet, and then it updates itself. So when new cores become available... I was looking mm. today, Capcom CPS-1 um, just became available as a core. CPS-1 is the arcade board that ran games like Ghouls and Ghosts, Street Fighter oh, 2, man. Um, Final Fight, like stuff like that. So you can download cool. the arcade version of these games. That's cool. And it plays like it's running on arcade hardware. It's not an emulator. I want to play the Simpsons game, Briar. Right? I think that's <laughs> CPS 2, which I think they also have done. <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, man. That game was super fun. It and, was great. You know, and they, they're doing the same thing with the Neo Geo, the TurboGrafx-16. If you are a fan of the TurboGrafx-16, that thing is incredibly expensive to collect games for. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's outrageous. Like, the, <laughs> the console itself goes for, like, $200, like, online. The games are 
because it was rare. You know, like yeah, a lot didn't of people make didn't buy that thing. But there's a lot of great games for the for the TurboGrafx 16. But you know, luckily for us, is all of all of our uncles have given us legit copies, so we are free to use our ROMs that we have <laughs> legally. <laughs> you have a vast library in your closet. Yeah, right, obviously, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we have legally have access to these ROMs. Yeah. Um, this which Mr. Are, thing is really cool. I'm curious about dude, this. Dude, it is really cool. I ordered one this weekend. It's coming. You know, I don't know. It's it's going to take a a few days to get here, but I'm, I'm really getting into it. And then you know you just put everything on an SD card, and it runs. You know you can play Sega CD games off an SD card. So you like, still cool load up the ROMs onto an SD card, and then it runs yeah. off of the the core that it was right. built for. So it takes it's like it's like basically hardware emulation. Straight yeah, up. but with some improvements, right? So if you remember the NES is the NES had problems where the the pixels if there were too many things on screen it would start to flash. Well, you could just you could just say, you know, now my NES now can have twice as many pixels as the normal NES did. Twice the so data. now it doesn't 32 flash. Thirty-two bit right? NES. <laughs> it doesn't flash anymore. All the pixels just stay on the screen and it looks beautiful. Thirty-two teraflops. You know, oh, teraflop oh. NES. I, the the ghouls and ghosts on the SNES. It just it ran kind of slow. What if I just you know boosted the CPU clock on a SNES and see see what happens? Oh, now it runs normally. Oh, that's wow, nice. This wow. Is some tinkering. <laughs> right? It's like and then okay. This game looks great on my LCD. You know, on my on my TV. But I I kind of miss having, you know, like the scan lines like I used to see on a you know, on an old tube TV. So you can put those in there, you can customize them. Well, the wow. colors, I remember this color of the of the sky in Mario. Super Mario Brothers being a very specific shade because I had a, you know, I, was, I remember being a specific shade of blue, but most of the time you see it emulated, it looks like kind of like purple brownish. Oh, there's there's different color filters that you could choose to make the game look how you remember it to look or, huh. you know, how you want it to look. Wow. Yeah, it's really like all that That's stuff is amazing. super comp. It's super like a. I want to say complicated, not complicated, but super um, convoluted, customizable, <laughs> right? You know, it, like I can't wait to get a hold of this thing. You know, it's all what it's what all homebrew stuff. Again? It's I think you mentioned it, but well, I, I forgot. So the one I got, well, it's not a, a thing that I got. I got the, with all the pieces that I got, I got the main board, which is about a, anywhere from one hundred and ten to one hundred fifty dollars. That's what, okay. where the FPGA is. That's about one hundred and fifty dollars. Then you have to get. Uh, RAM for it if you want to play like the high end stuff like the Neo Geo or the SNES. That was, I want to say, $60 for 128 <laughs> megabytes of RAM. And then you need input output. I think I paid around $100 for the input output board. Okay. Which has the, you know, the USBs and the HDMI and, you know, like that kind of stuff. Got it. And, then you know there's some other stuff that I threw in there, so I think you could get around for like if you want like kind of low end, you could be around two hundred fifty three hundred dollars. It cost me about four hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> but I really wanted to like get everything how, so I could really play with it. How easy is it to switch between say Super Nintendo or Neo Geo? Oh, it's super quick. Super. Yeah. Quick. Oh, really? Like, yeah, That's you just cool. select. Okay, now I want to play Neo Geo, and it just it and loads it the core, and then you the go into your list like, of games. Yeah. So okay. Uh, 
Interesting. Yeah, it's really quick. And then everything's running off of SD cards, which are really quick too. And mm-hmm. you can hook up a hard drive, so it's not like you got to be like crazy about buying like a 512 gig SD card. You can put you in could. a USB three hard drive, <laughs> fifty bucks or you for those. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like eighty bucks, but yeah. Okay, yeah. That number's fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> they always go on deals. Sometimes you get like a really cheap card for that. You yeah. can, yeah. True, but you you want a fast one. Oh, true, true, true. Because yeah. you're reading the game off of it. Yeah. Huh. This is fascinating. That's really cool. I want yeah, you can play Nintendo Advance, you know, like uh, Game Boy Advance games, regular Game Boy games. <laughs> like, just stuff that, like, and then they go back in time, too. They got, like, old arcade hardware, like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, mm. Burger Time. Who wants some Burger Time? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we need a briar stream putting this together. To be yeah, honest. man, that would be fascinating. It's <laughs> cool. I'm looking I forward to it. Much. I have my SD card all ready to go. So as soon as I get it, I'm going to put it together, throw that SD card in it, and start gaming. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about it. You should make a video on it, putting together. Yeah, I will. Nice. Cool. Uh, anything Good else happening stuff. in the news today? I could look up gaming news on Google <laughs> and read. Oh, you the know what we didn't talk about last week was What's Bleeding that? Edge because Brian, Brian and I did not play it. Yes, indeed, Bleeding Edge. Um, so I played the beta. I play. I streamed it on Friday, I think. Yes, last Friday, not this Friday. Um, and so the beta was available if you had game pass you could just jump in or if you had pre-ordered you could jump in it was one of those kind of betas or you could sign up and get in Um, what Bleeding Edge is is a brawler arena game which is hard to say quickly brawler arena there's there's a lot of E brawler arena I want to say arena brawler arena (laughs) (laughs) so it's a brawler arena game and there's heroes in it. So a lot of people explain it like it's a um, Overwatch kind of melee game, okay. which I think gives people the very basic idea of how it is. Um, so there's different characters. There's tanks, there's healers, there's DPS, and then you have objective modes like um, control or domination. And then there's also something where you go and collect different materials so you have a collection round where everyone's trying to fight over the materials and then you have a next round where you bank it all Hmm. which is pretty fun because you can kill people and take the materials that they've collected you can stop them from banking by hitting them so it's pretty fun um i think the game strengths are in its character design each character looks really cool it's very colorful each character is unique and i didn't really play a character that i didn't like which really? I think is pretty How many rare. Characters are in there? Um, there was oh man, I think there was three healers. I'm seeing a woman run around. She looks like maybe like a robot chicken kind of <laughs> cyborg. Uh, thing? There's there's a lady robot that kicks who kind of looks like an <laughs> emu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah, there's Ultimate there's like robot chicken cyborg. there's there is ranged attacks as well even though it is like a brawler kind of melee thing there are people with guns or melee attacks so that does exist in the game um but i was really surprised that each character i played i was like oh i like this character i could see some that maybe weren't for me but there was never a character that i played where i was like i do not like this character at all 
mm-hmm. which I think is quite an impressive feat. It is impressive. And that's, that's the thing that really took me by surprise was I was like, oh, this is another character who I really enjoy. And their art team, character design, absolutely amazing. Hmm. Definitely a big strength of it. It, it. it definitely is a game where you have to play with your team. You will notice very quickly if you're playing on your own and you're playing against people that are playing together that it is freaking impossible <laughs> because people are the, the champions are very, very tanky. And they take a lot to take down, especially if someone is healing them. So if you're playing against a team where everyone is, you know, the tanks are getting you off the DPS and the DPS are protecting the healers and the healers can just sit there and heal, you're going to have a really bad time as a solo player. Okay. So it it, so it is heavily... Seems to be a pretty decent skill gap with team, team focusedness. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to play with your team or you notice it's pretty bad. Pretty not fun if you if your team's not playing together because yeah. a healer can just sit there and just heal the tank and there's absolutely nothing that you're gonna be able to do take down that tank yeah. hmm. if you don't kill the healer. Uh, is there anything in the game to kind of promote that? Like, like let's um, say you're you're a solo player and you're just like logging in for the first time. Like, I don't think so. Besides just people understanding that that's how you have to play those games is the mm-hmm. tank has to kind of get in there and protect people and the DPS has to kind of keep the other DPS off the healer. I think it's something that players just have to learn how to do that with time. Cause it was the same thing with overwatch, right? I remember being a healer right when overwatch came out and I was like, my God, I am just getting hounded and no one's helping me. Mm-hmm, so it was, yeah. a, it was a similar problem, but I'm sure as people play it more and especially if you get into more kind of ranked gameplay, People care more about protecting the healer. And especially because it's a beta, right? It's a brand new game. People just want to go in there and try out the characters. They're not necessarily thinking, oh, I better protect my healer. They just want to go in there and slash people. They just want to see how it feels playing. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel playing it? It feels pretty good. Um, I think that there is some... I would like to see some more feedback from the melee hits. So I'd like the game to give me a bit more feedback, whether that's audio or like a little bit more visuals. Um, I will say another thing that I think maybe it's just people getting used to the game, but there's very little announcements that happen. So there's not an announcer that's like enemy has five materials to bank, protect the bank, or there's nothing. There's nothing that tells you to protect the bank, attack the thing. So I, I found also that a lot of people were fighting and they'd have their friend with them, and then their friend would die. They wouldn't know that they'd died, and they'd just be there in like a 1v3, and they're like, oh, hey, where'd all my friends go? Because <laughs> it would be really 1v3? nice to have an announcer say, looks like your enemy died, your friend died or something, or like Destiny does Guardian Down. Yeah, Just yeah, something yeah. really simple to be like, yep. oh, someone died. But there was also like no background music really either. So I think that's probably something that they're working on on the audio side. Because I'd be very surprised if there's no background music and no announcement. So this is like a legit beta. I think so. Although it's coming out in March. Oh, oh really? So I it does concern me a little bit. There should for sure be background music and an announcer. Because people just get very tunnel vision. It's very easy to get tunnel vision. Especially in a game where you're fighting people for a prolonged period of time, it's very easy for it to go from collecting materials to banking materials stage, and you just have no idea then that that even happened. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there, is a, there is a kill feat, though. Yes, there is a kill feat. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. Definitely a kill feat. 
The art, I'm with you on the art, Watts. Like, this is, like, I could see where it, it could remind you of uh, Overwatch a little bit, but it's much darker, like, much more sinister-looking characters. Yeah. Like, it's very cool, like punk rock in a way. Exactly, yeah. The characters are, are really cool. And, of course, they're going to have all the things of, like, skins that come out for characters. They're also, when you're traveling around the map, you can put get on a hoverboard. So you're going to have customizable hoverboards. Um, and there's also a really cool thing that I did like is that you can actually build the characters to play in very different ways depending on how you want to play. So as you level up with playing a certain character, you can unlock mods that change the way that they play. So I'll take one character, for example. She's like a she's a fighting healer. So she heals when she's attacking and she has a freeze. She has a heal where she can heal her teammates, and then she has a dome that protects everyone. So you can go all in on more healing, more dome health to protect people, or you could go all in on her doing more damage just by herself. You can have her freeze last longer. Her freeze have a longer range. So you can really customize how you want to play the character. So even though you picked a healer, not all healers are going to play the exact same. Based on how you build yeah. them. That's interesting. So this is going to be on Xbox Game Pass, it or is, yeah. you can pre-order it right now, which when I was looking at it, I was kind of thinking this would be a free-to-play game. I think that's where they might have trouble, because I think this kind of game is a little hard to sell in general, because just saying that it's it's like Overwatch, but with punching <laughs> doesn't really do it a whole lot of justice. And I think when people get in there, they will be really... They, they'll enjoy the characters and realize how awesome the designs are and realize how awesome all the characters are. It's not just one character that's good or two characters that are good. Yeah. Like all of them feel great. But with it being, with it being having a price, I think that's going to potentially make it struggle. Bit of a setback. Because yeah. if it, yeah, if it's free on Game Pass and, you know, just free in general, you can just download it and try it out. I think it has the potential of grabbing people because it was fun to play. I was having a good time. I was unlocking stuff for my character and I was excited to get the other unlocks to try a different build for the characters. Yeah. But if you have to pay, it's going to be a little tough. Does that feel kind of like League of Legends meets a melee? Um... Um, I so I've seen some reviews that say that it feels like a MOBA. I it's hard to really put that together because there's no killing of minions, there's no buying of items, there's no how do you get the resources? Um, so the way that that works is like something will spawn on the different locations of the map. You go there and you hit the box, okay, and then you get the. This is just one specific game mode. You hit the box, you get the materials from the box, and then there's a next stage where you have to bank it in the middle of the map. Hmm. So that's just one game mode. But the other game mode is completely just like control from Destiny or Domination. Oh, okay, from so the builds you're talking today. about, those aren't mid-game builds. They're actually like no. you, you pick that build and that's where your character is every time you load it up? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So you can, you can select different... Do you unlock different... that stuff as you play or is it right you do. at the get-go? Yeah, they give you some right at the get-go. Um, but the ones for more like unique play styles of that champion, like you can run a complete freeze build for this healing character. And that's just, that's your thing is just freezing people a lot. Um, you have to unlock that stuff, but it is something that you set up before you get to choose three different mods and then you can choose, like you can make different builds with different mods in it. So you can have your healing build, you can have your freeze build, you can have your tanky build, and you can select that at any point during the game when you die. You can change your build. 
So there's there's nothing that you get. You don't level up during the game or buy items or anything like that. During the game, it's something you set up before okay. you jump in. Fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. But I think I think it's a fun game. I think they have done really, really well with the character design. I just I would like to see the announcers added. I need something to just people really need you need more than just something pop some text popping up on the screen. A lot of people do hmm. not notice. A little bit of text no, telling like them that. what's going on. I don't. Yeah. I don't notice it. I never have. Call yeah. of Duty, Destiny. I never have. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Uh, Wallace, so, I got a question for you. Is, yes. I'm watching the gameplay on YouTube. And while I like, I saw the characters, like kind of their art on their main page, on Ninja Theory's webpage, like it's, it all seems so fast and so small that it's it's harder to make out the stuff. Does that come through better when you're playing the game? Maybe it's uh, just I think I'm so. I'm watching a YouTube video. Yeah, okay. yeah, it definitely comes through. You can tell which which character is which, and you know what they do, and it's it's definitely much clearer. Okay. But yeah, there is a there is a severe lack of feedback in what you're doing and what's happening in the game, okay. which I would like to change that. And it be it, I really think it needs to be free for, to play. Like, big changes like that, doesn't it? Like. Yeah. If, yeah, I was really out, surprised because I, I turned obviously with most new games that I try, I turn off my music because I want to hear like what their music is like. I want to hear what the game sure. sounds like. But then I loaded into a match and I was like, there's just like there's no sounds. sound but abilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the abilities make sound. But that's that's huh. about it. That's weird. Huh. Um, but it's definitely it's a really fun game when people get in there and actually play it. But I think that's the problem is you need to get people in there to play it for it to have yeah. a chance. And with that, having a price point is sketchy. Of course, Game Pass, if someone has Game Pass, they can just go and try it out. So right. maybe it can do well because people can just try it out with Game Pass. But um, yeah, not right. being free is rough. It's made by Ninja Theory. It is. So I'm rooting for it because I like I like the other games that they've made. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like they... They come from a good place too. They like sending you a sacrifice really kinda it was an impressive thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully definitely. this does well, but it seems like it's it's got a tough road ahead of it. It does, yeah. I think any game that is very similar like this, where it's paid plus there's things like skins and stuff on top of it, is rough. I know Overwatch is that. Like, that's what Overwatch is. Yeah, but that's made by Blizzard. It's made by Blizzard, exactly. So when people hear, oh, Blizzard's made an FPS game, people yeah. want to check it out because it's Blizzard. Yeah, so, especially when that um, game came out. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So I, like, I, I mean, there's I been a lot of, well. like, kind of attempts at competition to Overwatch, you know, over the last few years. 
mm-hmm. and it hasn't really gone great for people. Lawbreakers, like Lawbreakers was kind of, yep. uh, but also what was the one that was developed by the guys who made uh, um, uh, Battleborn. Borderlands? Battleborn. Yep, Battleborn was another one. There's been quite a few. There has. I think the what this game does have going for it is the characters. I think when people see them, they're like, oh, I want to play that character because the character looks cool. Mm-hmm. And that's a big selling point of getting people into the game to want to try it is that this character looks cool and the art is amazing. So if people can just play it, I think they'll have a really good time with it. Yeah. I bet. I, I would think that a good kind of strategy for this would be to get a bunch of streamers playing this right off the bat. Yeah. Because yep. I, yeah. I think it might be a game that needs to be seen Definitely. To be understood correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. That's interesting. But yeah, you I liked think it. Was, you liked it overall. I, I had a good time. There was definitely right. moments where I was like, oh man, this is frustrating. And that's when you're playing against four people who are definitely Four-day working day. together. And you're like, yeah. well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, particularly. <laughs> That's what ultimately keeps me away from Overwatch. I love that game when I'm playing with friends, yeah. but I really can't stand it when I'm playing solo. Yep. I do. I tend to struggle with games that are very heavily dependent on teamwork. Like I know League of Legends is somewhat dependent on teamwork, but there's actually a lot that you can do just on your own if people mm-hmm. aren't completely working with you. But when it's a game where it's like, if your team doesn't work with you, you fail instantly. Nothing you can do. That's kind of rough. Uh, yeah. It is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. Oh, we While got. I was looking at this game. I saw the release date for Ori, Will and the Wisps, and it just made me uh, get excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I played Ori. Is that the third March third or eleventh, uh, I think. Eleventh. Oh my goodness, that's so yeah. soon. I played the first Ori just off stream with Tomo. We just passed the controller back and forth, yeah. and that was such an awesome way to play it. So I think they I'm going to do um, the same with this one. They made a, like a special edition of that game too. That's on mm. Game Pass. But I I stayed with the original version because that's where my game saves were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you play the special edition of it by any chance? I don't think I did. No, I was wondering I if there were any changes all. to it. I'm I'm actually yeah. considering playing. Uh... You should. It's really a an amazing experience. Yeah. The really music is, is beautiful. The game is beautiful. It, the game's actually kind of hard. <laughs> game gets yeah. a little I've difficult. Heard it's actually pretty difficult. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. 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 Because we got especially on the old Xbox controller. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. The new one's better, but the old one was a little rough with the D pad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's coming out on the eleventh. We've got Animal uh, Crossing th- and Doom on the twentieth coming out. Right. Yep. On the twentieth. But on the third, we got Division Two expansion in the next whatever year of Division Two is going to look like. I'm excited about all those things. I think I'm going to become on sale for $5. Oh, yeah. It was actually $3 at some point, too. So people can get in for $3 and then play the new stuff. I think I'm going to become an Animal Crossing streamer. Yeah, I could see that. Animal Crossing. I'm digging the hell out of that, actually. (laughs) I would watch it, too. Like, guys, what are we doing? We're going to work on paying our rent. Let's let's get to work. Never mind. You just unsold me on that stream. We're going to make ends meet. Tom Nook's an asshole. I don't need that Tom Nook over my head. <laughs> well, I'll go fishing. I'll go get fruit, vegetables, decorate my house. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 comes out when? Uh, April. Oh, April. Oh, man. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. 
I'm I'm excited for that. I'm gonna be very scared, and I'm just gonna have to get over it. <laughs> I'm very excited about Resident Evil, and then Final Fantasy VII remake. When's yeah. that happen? That's uh, I think mid April as well, or beginning April. Jesus, I know. What a time to be alive. Right? I know. <laughs> what a time to be alive where Final Fantasy 7 and Resident Evil 3 are coming out in the same month. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what year is it? What is right? going on? <laughs> that is pretty funny. We I just always... spent all night last night playing Ninja Gaiden on NES. Oh. <laughs> we always make fun of uh, Briar's Retro Hour, but we are playing retro games all April. <laughs> right? right? Remakes. Retro gaming. <laughs> hey, uh... They showed some stuff about Outriders last week, right? Was that last week? They did, yeah. I wasn't able to go to the event. Okay. But I know I know Eric's did. Yeah. And he did some video. I watched his Eric's. videos on it and I watched a trailer on it. What let's we could do first impressions of just what we thought of looking at it. Sure. The trailers and, and the gameplay. It looks very Gears of War meets Destiny to me. Yeah. To me, it looked like Anthem slash Division. Just because there was, uh, I've heard that there is a heavy emphasis on abilities over shooting. So Anthem was that, right? Like you were very focused on your abilities being the damage thing and your guns were just kind of like secondary. Hmm. Okay. The, the only impression of Destiny I get is from their art, which so yeah. much looks like a hunter and a warlock. Like exactly. Like a hunter and a warlock. <laughs> it did. Yeah. But well, when also, I watch the gameplay, I, I definitely am reminded more of uh, the division. I feel like the ability effects and all that reminded me a lot of Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. But then the world like seems completely unique. So I don't know. This one has to sell me, to be honest with you. I'm not like on board with this right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. This one, they really have to sell me on this one. Yeah, I feel like when I saw it, I'm I'm interested in these type of games, so I'm most likely going to give it a shot. But yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, can't I can't wait for Outriders? It's more, it's more like I need to be sold. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, I know these are obviously not really the same games, but looking at Godfall and what that offers, I'm like, ooh, I see that and I get excited. And then yep. Outriders, I'm yeah. like, okay, well, it looks like another kind of ability class. Looter shooter. It's not going to be a games of a, as a service though, right? I believe I heard that. It's like got an end. Okay, I'm actually excited to hear that because I'm getting a little tired Same. tired of the game of service stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I'll definitely try it out. Mm, okay, if it's, it's like more, a twenty it's, hour, it's, thirty hour campaign. Yeah, I think that for makes me, it it's, more interesting to me. It definitely like, does. I'm now on board. <laughs> I just need it to feel good. Yeah. That's, a, that's the biggest thing with these games is if I'm going to sit in here and really enjoy the world is that I it needs to feel good to yeah. do the abilities and to shoot. and. All right. So I'm watching the gameplay reveal trailer. Yeah. And I saw somebody pull out a shotgun, shoot a dude, and his torso disintegrated. But his legs stayed standing. Interesting. That has Briar excited. I am in. <laughs> <laughs> Have they given any kind of? I dates would of when like this to do that. Out? <laughs> oh, for outriders, I don't I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, holiday 2020. September 2020 apparently is what they're shooting for. Ooh, so September most likely uh, February 2021, right? With the delay. <laughs> yeah, <factored> right. <laughs> Good idea. Right? 
Okay. Uh, February but 2021 release. Evil Reborn <laughs> said that it's um it for for them it feels more like a Diablo 3 shooter. Okay. Sure. Okay. That would be awesome too. Yeah. 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 The loot's just got to be exciting and it's got to feel good, which is very you, yeah. that you're not going to see that stuff in any trailers, right? You're going to you're going to just see like general stuff. You're not going to see how good the loot is and how it feels. Sure. So. Yeah. Makes sense. That cover-based shooter too. I, I played Gears of War Five. Uh, I, I played a little bit of Gears of War Five uh, last fall, and I, I feel like that cover-based shooter has been so done to death that it's not like fun and new anymore. It's not like exciting within its own right. Mm-hmm. Like the Division, I played mm-hmm. so much of it in the Division, and over the years with Gears of War, like this does look like it has some new stuff though. Like the, the you know the more anthem-like aspects of using abilities and stuff. I don't know. I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna play it. I don't know how excited yeah, I am. Definitely. Ultimately, though. Yeah. I need to see more. I need to be sold on. I'm it real more. concerned. It's. It looks like you can only slow walk around the town, which is gonna drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen them run around in that town yet. I would really like to see it. <laughs> That's funny. That was the thing about Anthem. Of all the things, was the slow walking in the town. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, well, is that the show? I think that's it. It's two twenty. There's always more things to talk about, but there's always more. There's I always could more. sit and just talk about week? games forever. Anything exciting happening this week that you're gonna play? I've been playing more Wilson. Yeah, are you Wilson, Lords of Athletic Sporting Goods? <laughs> I've been loving it. A lot of fun. I'm like level fifty something now. I'm actually in yeah. Endgame. Endgame is unique-ish it's like running diablo rifts but you're also building your town and you're also applying modifiers to the diablo or to the rifts and uh gaining more levels and gear and all that like i'm i'm really enjoying it i think the game is awesome yeah yeah the server stuff all stabilized at this point it is yeah they've been doing some bug fixes there's still bugs but i don't think you're gonna lose an actual character or anything like that all right and yeah maybe it's time if you've been holding off because of the bad stuff maybe it's time to jump in yeah it's 40 bucks and it might be the Diablo 4 replacement you're looking for. And it might ultimately end up being better than Diablo 4 when that officially comes out at some point. Maybe. Five yeah. years down the road. Yeah. I actually, I jumped into jumped into Apex over the weekend. Oh, really? Well, I, was, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a few friends who were like, oh, I kind of want to hop into Apex again. I haven't played since like season one. I didn't play any of the seasons except right at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, look, everyone's really good now. Guess it's time for me to leave, which is how I <laughs> generally are with BRs. I'm like, oh, I'm doing okay. This is great. And then everyone gets good. And then I'm like, hmm. But luckily for me, Apex has skill-based matchmaking. So mm. I'm <laughs> nice. I'm doing, doing having a good time. Um, I think Apex is in a really good spot at the moment. Um, there's since if you haven't played since season one like me, there's a few new characters for you to jump in and try out. And there's also a whole new map. So you got that to learn. Cool. And uh, yeah, it feels good. I tried it with a controller on PC, which I'd never done before. And that actually feels really good. Oh, really? So uh, yeah, I, I really do like that so many games on PC are feeling good on controller now because you could play on controller before, but it 
it was not great. <laughs> and, you know, everyone always said, why would you ever use a controller on PC? It's such a big disadvantage. But there's a lot of people that can't use keyboard and mouse because of any, you know, number of disabilities that they have mm -hmm. or yeah. discomfort, any kind of thing. They have to use a controller. So I'm really happy that you can actually jump into a bunch of games now. And or maybe I just want to put my feet up on the table. Maybe you just want to put your feet up on the table. And play at 120 FPS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe you just want to chill out and... Yeah. go play some Apex but I, I've had a good time with it I won like once and that was nice yeah <laughs> that game is fun man it's a it is fun that's it, another one of those games that I really, only really want to play with friends though like I don't really ever jump in to games like that well we have a team right here we can hop yeah. in for some Apex time yeah Become I want to play the hunt with you guys I played that with oh, Gary yeah, and Wilson uh, last weekend and oh my god that game was so much fun to play with a group of people. Nice. But at one point, Gary had uh, like one of those like big metal snapping bear trap things. He was carrying it around. He was chasing Wilson with it. Well, we're all on the same team, of course. <laughs> and he's chasing Wilson around with it. Of all the gameplay over the last like 10 years that I wish I had recorded but didn't, this is tops. Because he's running <laughs> around chasing Wilson with it. And Wilson's screaming, get away from me, Gary. Get away from me, Gary. Wilson runs into the building that I'm in. Gary puts it down at the entrance. Wilson th still thinks Gary's following him, so runs back out of the building and steps into it. <laughs> 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 then he's, like, hopping around because he's in a bear trap, runs into some fire. Now he's on fire and in a bear trap. Oh, wow. It was hilarious. Oh, boy. Yeah, just, like, Sounds everything, like a good time. Most everything that could happen right did happen right. <laughs> that, that game is hilarious and fun, and everybody should give it a shot with a couple of friends. What uh, that I, sounds like our kind of game. How much development yeah. <laughs> is in it still? Are they like? Oh, they've done a fantastic job. When that game released, it was like a 2080 Ti was running at like 60 FPS, maybe. Yikes! <laughs> now it runs smooth as silk. They've definitely downgraded the visual quality of the game to make it run smoother, mm -hmm. which I think was a very wise decision. Uh, but it runs smooth as silk. The the gunplay is very strategic and very fun. Um, you know, you the the hook to that game is that you have a you have a hunter, but if your hunter dies in game, it's dead, right? Mm. And you upgrade mm. that hunter over time. You can give it more life. You can give it better weapons. You, know, you really customize your your hunter, different abilities. Um, so the hook is that you know if he dies in game, he's dead, dead. It wow. is super fun. Fascinating, uh, but it's really. Mm. It's really a different type of experience. It doesn't feel like a first-person shooter like a Apex or mm -hmm. a Call of Duty or something. Hmm. Cool. Sounds like a good time. Mm. Sounds is. like a good time. Well, speaking of good times, that's the show. It was a good time. <laughs> good times. Good times. Side quest. All made of dimes. Complete. Complete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice awkward delay there. That was solid. Good job, everyone. That was good. People love dead air. It's their favorite. <laughs> Makes yep. you think, oh, did the MP3 fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for watching, guys. That is Side Quest, episode number 38. Appreciate all the support across the board. If you want to... Thank uh, you, everybody. If you want to talk to me, you can always talk to me at Teft on Twitter, and you can catch my streams, twitch.tv forward slash Teft. Uh, I am Miss 5000 Watts. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Just look for Miss 5000 Watts. Yeah, I'm Briar Rabbit. You can find me waiting patiently by the mail for my mister to arrive. 
My <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a mail patient. order mister. You could hey say mail mister. order mister. Hey there. Mm. I gotta name it, right? Like I'm gonna have to. You gotta name mister your mister. Something. Little fuzzy yeah. buns, Mister Fuzzy Buns. Mister Fuzzy Buns. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> not bad. Maybe like all of it. you can tweet at Briar on Twitter. Yeah. Your name for his Mister. Yeah. Mister name the Mister. Something something. Name the Mister. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yep. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.